You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This is Tommy's Outdoors 58. And today, our guest is once again James Raymond from Irish Angling Adventures. James was our guest on 42, and now he's back in 58. The video version of this podcast will be available on Tommy's Outdoors YouTube channel. doing james i'm not too bad now how are you i'm good uh good. welcome back Thank to the you. show Thank the you. last time the last time you were on you were after uh, fishing in vega island yep. in norway and we said like oh maybe when you're gonna come back <laughs> we do it again so so we have uh, like two parts today i think <laughs> the part number one is that just we just had a lovely session out yeah oh uh, really nice session today. oh man so i was running around with the camera trying to film you guys so just for the for the listeners and maybe viewers because the first thing is like this is video so if you're only listening to this on your usual podcast platform you should go to youtube and look up on youtube tommy Seldor's youtube channel so you can see us actually talking and you should look up uh irish anglic adventure youtube channel uh and subscribe to both (laughs) please (laughs) of course right so we kind of uh spoke about it and we kind of on the same page when it comes to media stuff and we're doing youtube channels so we've done a little bit of filming a little bit of fishing good session today oh it wasn't too bad it was good compared to or considering what the weather was like we really really got lucky with the mark that it blocked so much wind for us yeah and then the sun came out made it so much nicer (laughs) yeah yeah so it it, i was wondering whether it's gonna be whether it's going to be uh raining yeah like like we've we've felt the rain for a first yeah at the very start it kind of started drizzling and then it just all went away which was thankfully yeah yeah so um it was like a hardcore shore fishing i wouldn't call it hardcore well hardcore because (laughs) you guys had a so so uh with us was your buddy ian yep uh i suppose it's a he's the second man behind the irish angling adventure (laughs) regrettably he couldn't he couldn't join us uh for the podcast um but nevertheless he was uh, doing pretty good fishing today no, he's always typical ian that's the problem yeah. <laughs> he always outfishes everyone really yeah he's <laughs> yeah it's so annoying every day you go with him he'll always pull out more always no matter what if you're using the same rig same gear you always always pull right. out more well, i mean we all know people like that yeah, he eh? just smells a bit more i think <laughs> <laughs> sorry <Ian. laughs> oh man uh the reason i'm saying hardcore because like a big beach casting rods yeah large you can like a serious uh, cast into the surf so like it doesn't get any more hardcore well, it's not even hard right i'd call it more traditional oh maybe stage, traditional yeah. like, that's what i that's what i mean <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's what i mean like a traditional traditional uh, type of so uh was it the painted race mainly yeah painted rays are small i depend on what you call them but yeah painted and small is what we were getting today is painted and small like the same species? same species just depending on where you are people call 
call them different things. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was, oh, yes, yeah, I learned no. something. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought these are like a separate species. No, same ones. Okay. <laughs> it gets very confusing when you have a few people like, oh, yeah, I got small range. Like, what the fuck is that again? <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, they were they were on the squid and... Uh, we had them squid and sand eel and then squid sand eel cocktails. Yeah, yeah. So, so for you guys, it doesn't get any better than this. Like, we literally spent the day fishing yep. and filming and now we came back here and we had a coffee and we're recording this podcast for you guys so you can learn about fishing and... and Hopefully learn something fishing. anyway. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else uh, can we say about today's session? We have a good weather... Uh, Tommy was running around with the camera, so you guys better, you know, subscribe to the channel and check because that video hopefully is coming. Hopefully. (laughs) Because this is the thing, right? We were talking about that. You're running around, you're filming all that stuff, and you have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea what comes out until you actually sit down and look at it and do it. You know, the other thing is that we are just the beginners. Oh, yeah, completely. So maybe after, you know, six years or five years of doing that, you have a... But for now, it's like, so it's anybody's guess. Uh, (laughs) I have a footage of Ian and and James uh, pulling fish, a fish and releasing yeah. a fish and, and you know some nice shots of surf. Mm. I think that the, that the video is the biggest thing. Yeah. Because like you said, one was windy. Yeah. And oh, even, it's so and even tough. though we had a dead cat on the mic, it it I, it probably you get squalls from everywhere and it just echoes because of the mark we were at. You have the cliff; it makes a bit of an issue, and then you have the surf rolling in and that the rumbling in the background always distorts. That's, that was a good more. point. You you said it. That was a good point. Yeah. That the surf in the background it it's, it's it kind of gets amplified yeah, it's, and, and it's, it's much louder on the recording. Yeah, it's something that, like there's a few videos I've made and you can't make out a word i'm saying because all you can hear in the background is yeah and looking back and i'm like it wasn't windy there was oh yeah there was a six foot surf like yes <laughs> it's a, just one of these small things but as you said we're just beginners starting to figure it out so yeah. it's something just to but think. i think you know there's another thing that we <coughs> are uh doing this thing outdoors yeah Right, so you can set up the studio and you can oh, set yeah. up the lighting and you can make you soundproof your room it's and all that. It's never going to be it's perfect great. outside. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going outside and you have all these things yeah. going on, so you you never know. So that's an additional level of uh, difficulty. But I suppose you can always put the music and some some music. Video that's actually or... something I'm trying to avoid. If mm-hmm. anyone has seen any of my videos, there's no music on any mm-hmm. of it. I not only for copyright but i like to try because the video is outdoors i try to incorporate some of the sounds of outdoors mm-hmm. so some of my b-roll and stuff will just be like the water flowing or the birds mm-hmm. in the background but i use the audio i recorded on the day yeah so just just to keep the music out of it really yeah. you want to be outdoors so you want to hear what's outdoors that's kind of what yeah. i stick with the videos mainly like. very good <clears throat> irish angling adventures youtube yep. channel subscribe people that's 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 awesome videos. i actually mm-hmm. i actually like a few few videos they, they, they're very good especially the one now uh on catching mullet on the oh Ian's video, yeah yeah if oh. we only only we're trying to look at a mic for Ian at the moment because he's video recording on a gopro mm-hmm. so the mic setup for that is slightly more difficult, obviously. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's a little bit quiet, but you get the gist of what's going on yeah. and he's he's doing well with trying to record stuff, so it's good. Yeah. But it's nice as well that you can see a first person view of what's actually going on. Yeah. Which is good whereas the kind of videos I've been doing is kinda more 
I don't know what you'd call it, kind of TV-ish, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like talking to the camera, doing a bit of fishing, talking to the camera, doing a bit of fishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the fish for the bullet one is good, especially when you see the strike and everything. It kind of, oh. yeah, yeah, No, it's, <laughs> it's very good. And, and, I, and I think it's also very informative because he's kind of, you know, walking through the whole process, yeah. how you how you set up the rig and yeah, how you're yeah, fishing yeah. and all that. And there's a little bit of a suspense because he's fishing one mark and there's no fish. <laughs> and then he goes to another mark and there's fish. And like, oh, good. So, so it's 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 great um yeah so we ended up uh ian caught like i think three three ray think, three ray yeah. one was a very big one he had two decent enough ones they've kind of been about yeah. like, seven eight pound and then he had one small one at the start but the last one was definitely the biggest of them all yeah which was nice to see yeah. like and you caught one painted ray yeah, and one painted fish. and one small flounder yeah, yeah. Well, we we said it. if yeah. anyone sees the video, we were giving out who was going to get a rain, who was going to get a flatfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I I I blanked, but then uh, the amount of time my hook was in the water, minuscule, <laughs> minuscule. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the version. That's the reason why I didn't caught the fish. That's 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 all. But hopefully that video will come together, and then we're gonna have something nice on it. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Okay. So that was today uh today's session now let's talk about uh how long ago you've been on on uh, vega island uh, uh when do we come back um i think we were back the first or second of september so we're what a oh, month and a half month and a half of yeah back yeah yeah at least nothing went wrong this time yeah. <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. stuff went wrong at the start again yeah already. yeah um if, if anyone remembers from the last time we had hassle getting and coming back from vega this time we had hassle going over again uh-huh and i don't know how this keeps happening but we got on the flight late they mm-hmm. gave us the wrong boarding gates and everyone on the flight was standing at the gate and the the staff came up to us and said oh sorry our computer system was down it's actually down here and then we got on the plane and everyone got on all the bags were put up and the pilot came over to Tanoi and said, uh, because the computer system was down, we've loaded the plane wrong. So can the first seven rows of people please move to the back of the plane? Ah, oh, jeez. So if you don't, if like one of the people that came with us is a nervous flyer. And when you hear that the plane is basically nose heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Steph kind of got a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit anxious. But... They moved the first seven rows back, and then they said, actually, can three of them rows go back to the front? And they moved three up, and then they went, actually, can one leave? Uh, we've done our calculations. We'll come back on over to Tanai in a bit and let us know if we're flying out. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we were half an hour late, and we only had 40 minutes to get our next flight. Oh, God. And that was not, wasn't the same line, airline. Same airline. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, but then they're going to refund your ticket or do whatever. I'm still waiting to hear back. It's really? we missed the next, so we basically. So you ended up missing that. Full, okay, sorry, missed, I jump, I jump for it. We missed a full day on Vega. Wow. Um, but we got, we basically flew out of Dublin a half an hour late. Mm-hmm. By the time, if anyone's la- or been in Shiphole, it's a huge airport, mm-hmm. and the taxi in was maybe 20 minutes so we'd missed our flight there was no way as soon as we landed in shiphole everyone got a text saying your new flight is x whatever i can't remember and this is why when you have a one airline that's a good thing yeah because if you have another airline, there's just nothing you you can do yeah absolutely the the plane leaves and you just like well the worst thing was is i myself and ian were going to be put on a flight that night two there was uh, 
just so I can go back, there was nine of us in total. Seven of us went out in one day and two followed out the following day. Mm-hmm. But two, when we landed in Schiphol, myself and Ian were put on a flight that night to Bodo. Mm-hmm. One of us was to stay there. Another person was to fly to Oslo. Someone else was to... So they had split the whole party up. <sighs> and they just said, to get you as... You just know. to get... But they couldn't guarantee that we'd even make it to Vega. <laughs> they said to myself and Ian that if we went to Bodo... Um, we may not make the next flight because it was only 20 minutes or something between the flight from Bordeaux to... Um, Jesus, all the names of the towns are all completely gone out of my head. But we wouldn't make the next flight. Yeah. Maybe, they said. So they were like, you have the choice of staying here overnight mm-hmm. or um, getting the next flight. But we ended up going to the, the customer service desk and we got it all sorted that we all ended up spending the night in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and then they flew us out the next day okay. but we're still going through insurances not insurance but the airlines systems yeah. to try get some money back because we lost a full day on accommodation we lost a full day on our car rental there was nothing we could do we paid yeah. for it all so oh, oh it wasn't what, nice okay <laughs> what was the airline KLM KLM. I think they don't have a, like a bad reputation. KLM is a. I don't know. Uh, I've had four flights. No, in total, we've had two, four, eight flights with them, mm-hmm. and six of them have gone wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. I have no further questions. <laughs> I have no further questions. There just always seems to be something wrong yeah. every time. <laughs> is that the only way to get to Vega? No, you can take other ways, but it's the cheapest and the least amount of time. So, yeah. like, we could take, like, SAS Airlines, but it would take a full day of travel, or 24 hours of travel. Yeah. Whereas with KLM, it was only 10 hours, I think it was. So we'd be there the same day we left. That was the main uh-huh. thing we wanted to do, try to get there the same day, so we weren't getting another hotel somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But That's a good the time between flights is so small. That's the biggest problem. Exactly. But so, it's the uh, chance you take. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is the chance. Okay, so anyway, so you arrive at Vega uh, yep. a day later. A day later, But yep. hopefully with all your gear this time. Everything arrived, thankfully. Yeah, I remember from the last <laughs> podcast that you are saying that you're all your, your yeah, we gear. Were three days waiting for everything and I never got a bag back at all And but this time everything we were watching every flight that landed uh-huh. we are like oh there's the rod tubes oh yes <laughs> <laughs> no one cared about their clothes just once the rod tubes came off the plane of course went, yeah. you, you didn't go there just to dress nice yeah exactly fishing, right? so like okay but yeah as soon as the rod tubes were off every flight we are like okay we're safe we're safe mm. we don't care what happens now mm. we're here but yeah oh, when we arrived on uh Jeez, I can't even think of the name of the town that we go to. Because Vega's an island off the coast of this town. Mm-hmm. I'll remember as soon as this podcast is done now. But okay. um, yeah, yeah, we arrived there and it was rainy. It was miserable. And we were like, oh, geez, we're not going to get fishing at all. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, it cleared up for a few days and we got serious fishing into it. Right. But um, there was three of us in the first group that went over that had been there last year. Mm-hmm. And then there was four other lads who had never been there before. Oh, so how many of you? Went there was nine of us in total. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was a lot like more a of massive, us. Yeah. We massive. were like a scout group last time for everyone. Like, oh, yeah, it was great. Oh, okay, we'll all go this oh, year. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nine of us. But seven of us went out for ten days. Mm-hmm. And two lads came out for seven days. Okay. So they came, I think it was a day later, and they left two days early. Okay, or okay. they came out two days later. Something like that. Okay, 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 okay. But, um most of the lads 
one of the lads had never been abroad and no one else had actually fished abroad so it was a complete new experience to them yeah. to how to pack all the rods but ah oh, they got on really well yeah so they got per- everyone that was there got a personal best so that's the main thing <laughs> like, that's, that's what that's what you did and yeah. you were mainly and we were, you were shore fishing only oh, or uh, were- we had one one day on the boats um now alan is big into his boat angling so he took the boat out three days i think but mm-hmm. most of us are all shore anglers so we spent most of the time yeah. shore. and what did he got on the boat just to get a boat part out of the way he just likes going out the or why did we go out on the boat no no, no no i'm just saying what did he caught on the boat when oh he was on the boat? exactly what we caught him for sure really like, exactly the same thing right so it, there was no did he advantage go for like caught like this massive coal fish that... he tried everything and got exactly what we got from the shore <laughs> oh, okay okay you so it, it, the worst thing about vega is i think there's a thousand islands around it mm-hmm. so there's channels and big, big deep v's and there's small current or small gaps between islands where there's huge current and it mm-hmm. there's such a variety of place of the fish that there's yeah. too much of a choice so you can't just pick one like that's uh, you're constantly oh I'll fish here oh I'll fish there oh I'll fish here right. so you, you can't just sit down whereas at least when we're fishing from shore up there you're like okay I'm here for the next four hours okay. so <laughs> it kind of it's good and that you were way. like all fishing on the on the like because there's a ma- massive group so you're all fishing one spot or you kind of no, spread um, the first few first day or two that we were there we showed everyone okay this mark will get you this this mark will get you this so we all fish okay, because the same scouted, marks for the first few yeah. and then as the the holiday kind of progressed we were like okay i'm going here where are you going today and everyone started splitting up around the island mm-hmm. so it was good so you knew okay tomorrow we'll try here because they got this here mm-hmm. so it was good that way but most of the marks over there are so big anyway you'll get 10 15 people there on most of the marks now there's some that maybe two or three you kind of fit but uh-huh. the majority of them were kind of nice easy marks that you get everyone there and have a good crack right. that was the main thing, that was the main thing. <laughs> yeah why why so i'm you know i'm trying to figure out like you think that the shore fishing is more enjoyable or you think it is a more opportunities because this is to be honest this is the first time i i uh I'm talking to someone who's so love the shore fishing. <laughs> they go to Norway and they're doing shore fishing I, because, like, I don't know, and maybe it's just a thing that in my head is like, you go to Norway, you get on the boat, yeah, and you yeah. go fishing on the boat. It's the thing people do. Like this, mm-hmm. people they go to Norway to get big cod from the boat, and I have no idea why I prefer shore fishing. I literally, there's no, there's no like, oh, it's easier, oh, it's harder. It's, it's not that I it's, just it's not the like sea shore, or yeah. anything like. No, nothing at all. I just prefer shore. I think it's might be it's a bit more accessible to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't own a boat. I don't go out on boats often. Mm-hmm. So if I can just use my skills that I've gained, I can I just have, use them everywhere. I, that's a that's a big argument. That's a big argument, right? And and we 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 discuss that on the podcast obviously many times when we talk about fishing. When you're when you on the charter boat. Yeah. Right. You're not driving the boat. Yeah. You don't know the mark. You're just putting a line in the water. Yeah. Do you, are you really catching that fish? Yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> it's the skipper who's catching the yeah. fish. You well, just, that, you're just a real man. Well, that's what you're doing when you go on a charter. You're going out to get a specific fish, mm. or you're known. If you go out, you're going to get lots of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you have your own boat, it's kind of like shore fishing that you have to figure out where you're going exactly. and all that. But 
it's I so think th- I think it's a huge argument. I think it's yeah. a huge argument because you can you can actually feel like you figure out the mark and you yeah. go there and you like you said you use your skill yeah, yeah, to get yeah. the fish rather than like being driven yeah. to the mark <laughs> and like Sitting hey having just, a cup just, of tea. Just, yeah just <laughs> throw the hooks here and you know like, yeah well saying that going out in a charity boat is a really like good experience as well like mm-hmm. i love going out and charity boat every so often yeah just because it's like oh it's so nice to be able to yeah. drop down oh, we're, not ba- don't- we're not bashing charter no, boats, no. Right? we're not bashing <laughs> ba- boat fishing in case of somebody no. angry listening to this now or maybe even watching now it's like oh you guys yeah. oh my God. Well, no it's awesome well like as we were saying today I if you it. want the blue shares or something you you have to go out in the boat like you're mm. not going to get it from shore and most people don't have a boat that's capable of going a mile or two miles off the yeah. coast. So well, well, well actually, we were discussing to get the sh- blue shark bait on a drone <laughs> and fly it two miles away and drop it into the could, could be a good video. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, how would you would need to have a, like a special mechanism? No, to... just a little hook. And surely if you was tilted forward and it would just fall oh, off. Oh, you're right. Okay. Easy, really easy. I've thought about it. <laughs> This is disgusting. Right. I had to have a thing. Right. So, uh, I, you know, guys, don't be surprised. Next video, I'm adventure. Blue shark from the shore in Ireland. Could be interesting. Drone fishing. Drone fishing. Da, da, da. Okay, cool. So, so you were you were all set up on the marks and yeah, all set up on the marks. Um, the bait the, you you got a bait locally, I presume. Yeah, bait local. The the island has two fish farms or two fish factories or processing plants on it mm-hmm. and you can just stroll in and buy a 20 kg slab of herring oh. and you just break it off a rock and you pull off single herring no, so it's okay. and it, what we did so the whole economy is fishing of uh, the island it's a hell of a lot of it yeah a yeah. lot of it I think mainly that island is either duck down mm-hmm. and fishing yeah. uh, there's a bit of farming but not a whole lot but yeah mm-hmm. either duck is a huge thing there Oh. And yeah, fishing. There's a lot. Every single person there owns a boat. Every single person. <laughs> wow. Of course. Yeah, but they have a big salmon farm as well over there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what other industry they have. Tourism is a big one yeah. during the summer. Do you know? Do you know? Or maybe you, you like what's the, how the environment is? Is it like do you have this uh, uh, feeling of the preserved, like a pristine environment, or is it like a pretty much bunged up and then you know salmon farms everywhere? No, and it is the most beautiful place I've been it's you're driving down the road there's an elk then there's really? oh yeah there's seeker yeah. deer rabbits golden eagles uh, oh it's just I, I don't know how to explain it. it's just such a nice place mm. it's like a mixture of like uh, there's not really a city there that's the thing it's more of a small town yeah and ma- huge big single mountain and then there's these lovely green fields and forestry and then there's deer everywhere and it's just such a nice place oh, it really man. is such a nice place oh, man. I want to I book my KLM <laughs> ticket I want to book my KLM, KLM ticket right now KLM. <laughs> yeah, 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 better yeah. off walking <laughs> <laughs> no but it is such a nice place there like mm. there's uh, there's no place I've ever been like it. Like it, it really is. It's not Norway, like big fjords, big cliffs, mm-hmm. big mountains. It's not like that. It's the best place I could describe it as is like West Cork. Right. Like it's it's mountainous, but it's not crazy mountainous. Mm-hmm. But it's lovely green fields, and there's just wildlife everywhere. Wow. And then like. I know you brought up the salmon farms, but mm-hmm. there's fish life everywhere. Like every mark we fished, I think in the video I have, I have like videos of just mackerel shoals mm-hmm. moving along. And while we're watching them, you have mackerel shoals feeding and then you have coal fish 
hitting them and then caught hitting the goal. It's just alive over there with fish. Like it's it's crazy. Wow. And that's next to the farms. Like it's yeah. it's crazy over there. It's so yeah. nice. <laughs> and what was the temperature? Oh, it ranged from thirty Celsius to twelve during the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was wild. Like we had some days where it was Baltic, you're freezing, shivering, trying to stay out of the rain, and mm-hmm. then the next day it was like no wind, thirty degrees. You <laughs> didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> wow! But oh, it's so nice. Uh, but during the winter, then it's they don't get ridiculous cold on that island because it's not the 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 Gulf Stream hits it. So uh-huh. I think it, they said their average temperature in the winter is like minus two, which isn't oh, very bad. That's, and that's, wow. they even said they. They won't. They don't get a whole lot of snow there. Like they'll get snow, but it'll melt so quickly just because the Gulf Stream just seems to heat up the earth yeah. just that little bit. Yeah. So it's it's just because weird. a lot of people when you talk in Norway they they see they like expect, a, like yeah. you expect like it's super cold. <laughs> yeah. But it's oh, not yeah. Arctic Circle. That's another thing, right? It's not far off. I think two hundred miles off the or, or two hundred kilometers off the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Wow. So it's not that far away. From, I think it's two hundred kilometers. Wow. Um. So, but it just. The people there just said it, it doesn't get yeah. as cold. Like, even if you go to the mainland, it gets colder. And wow. they said it's just... Yeah, that because the warmer. sea, the water always yeah. warming up. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, 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 well, that's that's good to know. So, let's talk about fishing. What you what what was your expectation or what were your expectations as a group? Like, what we were hoping to get was a single halibut from the shore. Yeah, the halibut is always that, yeah, always. always. The, like the, I ticked my one off last year, so all I said was I want a wolffish. That's all I want. Uh-huh. Now, thankfully, I got two, but we wanted one. And it's on the video, actually. Yeah, that's oh, on the video. That was the one day I brought the camera out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so happy I brought it. But um, yeah, all we wanted was one halibut, and then obviously you're gonna get your big cod, your big coalfish. So we just wanted to get everyone their biggest cod from the shore. Mm-hmm and a halibut between everyone that was the main targets and you're going to get big dab as well yeah big dab big cold fish big cod a big place would have been nice but we mm-hmm. didn't get any mm-hmm. uh wolfish was my one but the lads weren't as concerned they all just wanted halibut yeah of course our first day can out, you keep the halibut yeah Okay. There's, there's, I think there's a minimum size, but there's not. Mm-hmm. I think some fish have a maximum size over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But oh, the, okay. the halibut the, is just a minimum. Okay. But the first day we got out with everyone, the sort of seven of us, because the two lads had a right, we went to what we called the sandy channel. It was maybe a channel is like 30, 30 meters deep and it was clean sand, but the yeah. current ripping through there was crazy. Like you're using an seven ounce grip lead mm-hmm. hoping it holds and it <laughs> never did and seven of us fishing there and we were like yeah we got a run from a halibut like we were explaining to the guys we were like oh yeah we got a run from a halibut there last year oh it was great one of the rods tore <laughs> off <laughs> and um he hooked into it and it kept going kept going kept going kept going and we were like get down to the rocks get down to the rocks it's gonna think gone ah, so the worst thing about that mark is it was literally straight down from where you were standing it goes straight down 30 meters and the fish went down and just went straight down this, the edge of this cliff i suppose underwater yes. cliff and there was nothing he could do it just yeah. gone. so that was huh. the worst possible scenario but mm-hmm. he got a run from a like it was a big halibut it wasn't like 
15, 20, 25 pound. It was a good like 50, 60, 70 pound. Oh, like, it God. just screamed off. Oh, and all of a sudden he was like, I don't want to see a cod. I don't want to see a coldfish. I need one of these now. <laughs> so, a big flatfish. Yeah, yeah. Lit- oh, but there's they're a crazy fish they really are you've never felt power like catching a tope or something you know it's going to run because if you see one you're like oh yeah they're designed for speed but Mm -hmm. the halibut doesn't run fast it just doesn't stop running like the whole thing is like a tail so it just the power and it just pulls away it's crazy the power of them it's amazing and from the shore it's even harder at least from the boat it's straight up straight down but from the shore the marks were fishing it's straight up straight down but he can also go really far left, really far right. Yeah. He can come up and surface down, and oh, it's, it's much so hard. much, it's harder. much harder. How much? How what's the what's the reel capacity? How much line would you would you have? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, the reels I was using over there were just pen five to five bags. So what are they? They're using three hundred and fifty yards, I think. Of okay. And did you feel that felt that it was enough, or would you really? Yeah, no, it? it's it's it enough. mostly enough. Most of them are actually fishing. The deepest mark we fished was a hundred and twenty-five meters deep yeah. from the shore. Yeah. No, but I mean, like taking into account the run, like on the from the halibut, you know, they don't you, seem to go on huge distance runs. They go on a run for maybe 40, 50 yards, and then they sit down, uh, and okay. then they'll go for another little bit and sit down. But that little sit down, you'll get them moving a small bit, and then they'll go again. Uh, okay, okay, that's the way it seems to go for them anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, the kind of the same shore tactics we're using here seem to work over there perfectly fine. Yeah. Like there's no it's kind of similar as like a, like a, like you said it feels like like a core so it's kind yeah. of like a it's it's it, similarities are, are yeah the, sim- the the similarities are fairly close the only big difference you have to do is your terminal tackle just has to be beefed up mm-hmm. so like where say today i was using 40 pound hook lengths for ray yeah well 40 pound over there would probably be your minimum <laughs> like well here it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, it's maximum ish for beach yes. fishing yeah you just have to bulk everything up like you're basically because of the size of the fish yeah literally the size of the fish to ground your fishing and like for halibut they have teeth and they're going to destroy 50 60 70 pound line so this is so this is exactly my question so uh number one the ground you're fishing it's rough ground yeah yeah yeah. very rough did you did you use the uh wire did you thought about using didn't use wire at all the halibut they don't have sharp teeth in the sense of they're not for cutting they're just gripping teeth Mm -hmm. so wire isn't too much of concern with them it's more just you need that little bit of abrasion so they their teeth are like needles is the best way of putting it Uh so when they grip something it's not going to rasp across it it'll just sit in between their teeth right whereas if it's a shark it's going to rasp across and then that's the end of it but you just need it for if they keep biting it yeah but like 200 pound mono will do no problem like even 150 will do um but yeah they just bulking up uh shock leader is a big one because the marks you're fishing because they're so deep you're coming up at such a steep angle that you're going to catch the rocks yeah. on the ledges on the so way so was up. it like 120 pounds uh fluorocarbon no um the shock leader i was using was uh between sometimes 80 sometimes 100 depending on what i grab no no just normal mono just normal mono. yeah yeah, i I don't yeah the fluoro i know is a little bit more abrasive resistant but i was expecting to lose so much gear that i wasn't going to spend that extra bit on fluoro if it's going to be lost okay so you just decided yeah you you have to take that a little bit you have to take into account that because as i said the marks are so deep and Mm -hmm. you're you're expected to lose gear 
but I didn't lose anything. <laughs> oh, oh. Just oh. somehow. I don't know how. But how I about other anything. people? Then? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, there'd be some nights where we were spooling reels up. Like, oh, geez, my three reels are yeah. no line left and I'm waiting to spool them all up again. Yeah. But yeah. that wasn't too bad. You, like, just, you, just, you just paid your dues to the gods yeah. fishing <laughs> last year. And this yeah. year, I was like, okay, this guy is okay. <laughs> you know, he was fishing in one yeah. fleece the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> one fleece and someone else's gear. <laughs> no, but like your normal shore gear that you use here. So say if you're using 15 pound breaking strain mono from the beach, well, over there you might use 25 Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of all you're just opening it a tiny bit a little bit more than mm-hmm. like your roughest marks here is your normal stuff over there okay that's, that's kind of the best way of thinking about it but everything is bigger so no one is using size 4 o's over there unless it's for small things <laughs> like you're using 6 o's 8 o's 10 o's like yeah. that's, that's what you're using over yeah, there yeah. but again the stamp of fish is bigger like yeah. so you have to you have to scale all your terminal tackle and you were it. like on the video that i that i saw yeah. you were you were fishing from the rock mark yeah that's so you were how did you get the fish that you were lifting on the on the line or do you have a drop net or no um thankfully that mark you can actually just down to the left of where we're fishing mm-hmm. there there's a lovely little v notch in the rock oh, okay. and you just slide the fish up into it <sighs> and then to the left made of that for a bit fishing. More, literally it is made for fishing that mark but it's it's a mark where even last year the there's a farm just behind that mark that you have to walk through and we were skirting the edges of it just on obviously we didn't want to annoy the farmer and he came out to us he was like no 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 straight through come straight past the house that's fine he was so amazed with people shore fishing that he was like oh yeah come on come on i'd love to see what you're doing really yeah like was it like a novelty for him yeah completely they don't no no they don't shore fish in norway like it's not done because everyone has a boat like especially on this island everyone has a boat so why would i spend an hour walking Mm-hmm. with gear that i can't even get yes. like they don't have the rods and reels that we have here in all the hacker shops over because there's just no need yeah. they all have the boats and stuff so but no it's 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 made for shore fishing it's just not explored enough i think like especially that place vega i know a few english people go over there doing a lot of shore fishing but it's still the same kind of marks that we're fishing like we got ian peacock last year was the fella who helped us out and he gave us a few marks but it's still so unexplored there's so many opportunities over there for shore fishing and just no one's really doing it like you've got scarce on in slightly for, further south in Norway, Phil is it Phil Dale? I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of shore fishing, a lot. Like his whole business over there is designed around shore fishing. Mm. But he's an English guy that went over there. Okay. So the Norwegians just aren't. They just don't do shore fishing. It's a complete alien thing to them altogether. Wow. <laughs> it's 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 kind of cool because like even last year when I got the halibut. We when we were talking to that farmer, we were like, "Oh, we got a halibut," and he was like, "What from the shore?" Yeah. We're like, "Yeah." He's like, "What size is it?" And we were like, "Oh, about twenty kg." He was like, "What from the shore?" <laughs> like he was amazed, but he had got like 60 70 kgs one from the boat but yeah. that was not new to him it was the fact it was from the shore, from the shore. was amazing <laughs> like, wow you would you would you would you would have thought that you know as a kids even they're gonna they go do a, from, they from do shore. a little bit but it's like little like kind of spinning gear 
and they just cast out and get a few small things, but they wouldn't actively try to get halibut or wolfish or big mm-hmm. whole fish from the shore. It's wow. just small things. That's all. That's all they want from. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's completely. It's completely alien to them. Ah, it's it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so so you're 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 set up everything and yep. like what? So what was the results like? Was it, oh no, it was really. Good are we then. are we done with the with the gear and all that? Oh yeah, I, we, I we, hope so. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, it's it's basically just, you're just wondering whether we missed something or. No, the gear that. is literally the gear that you use here just beef it up a small bit more that's literally like you're using your normal gear just up the line or not the line capacity but the braking strain in the line your reels are kind of just a, a kind of a good heavy duty reel so like your pen mags your fathoms just good heavy duty gear um yeah rods all the same kind of I was using anything that would cast up to an eight ounce lead. Mm-hmm. It's more than enough that you need over there. Yeah. And um, both tactics, we didn't actually touch on that. Both tactics, you're mm-hmm. using exactly the same gear you're using here. Exactly yeah. the same. Obviously, end tackle is a little bit different because you might have a halibut yeah. and the depth, that's kind of a thing you have to take into consideration. Yeah. Like some spots over there can be like six, seven hundred meters deep. Yeah. Well, so you have to kind of take I'm, that into know, consideration. But I think that, that the boat fishing off the shore of, of, of Ireland, it's 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 tough. It's, oh, yeah. it's North Atlantic. Yeah. So, you know, it's I had this, this discussion with, with a buddy of mine who were fishing in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Right? And uh, we were talking about the gear we're using and I was talking to him what, what reels I'm using on the boat. She said, oh, what? That big? I don't even, uh, you know, I never would use it on the Indian Ocean, right? And he was thinking like the Indian Ocean is something like, you know, I was like, well, dude, you cannot compare yeah. the ocean to North Atlantic. <laughs> it's, even, different. It's, it's like even even the tide. Yeah, it's is, completely different. Right, like North Atlantic is a, this, you get the biggest tide on the, in the world. And Jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the, actually, the, the the biggest tide is on the Canadian side. On the on the or something, I think it's maybe called, it? yeah. on the on the on the west side of yeah. Atlantic, but second is the east side of Atlantic, oh, okay. so it's Ireland yeah. and, and and Great Jeez, Britain. I didn't know that. Not at yeah, all. yeah. So even the t- title. Uh, yeah, you have to kind of know when drifted and stuff with the boat yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. No, like, unfortunately, I don't know a whole lot about the boat fishing. Like that's. What is my? We talking about shore fishing? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know, but when it comes to what boat gear you need to bring to Norway I literally I yeah. couldn't comment too much like I just brought a Shimano Torium 15 uh, loaded with what 40 pound braid mm-hmm. and a 20 to 30 pound class rod and that just did everything I needed to do from the boat there you um, go that's a that's a handy piece of information yeah I anyone, suppose yeah. anyone, anyone um, re- re- listening to that or watching <laughs> um, get it no but if I if I was recommending to bring over 20-30 pound rod it's kind of on your lighter side I would mm-hmm. probably go to a 50 pound class rod just for if you get a big halibut yeah. it'll handle it or a big 20 kg card it'll handle it yeah but that's yeah. definitely yeah yeah okay so you so we covered the gear we cover where we fishing so now how was the fishing um it's it's kind of a tough one to say because of so many of us fishing i would have said the fishing was good but that's only because i got the fish i wanted now i know two lads didn't get on as well but they were trying new marks that we'd never fished before mm-hmm. so they were doing a little bit more experimentation were I they suppose. the guys who were with you before yeah uh, one of them was one of them wasn't uh, why, so they were the guys that came over who late wasn't there would try to not tried marks 
I have no idea. I suppose it's always like the grass is greener. Oh, it's okay, always okay, like, oh, okay. but what's over this hill? <laughs> okay. But we we were adamant. We were sticking to the marks. We knew okay. just because like the rock mark where I have the video, we knew we got a halibut there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew there was wolfish there. We know there's big cod, big colies there. So why the hell would we go anywhere else? Yeah. So we kind of focused a lot of our time on there. There's a pier just behind the house that has smaller halibut, dab, uh, loads of big whiting and there was a few cod taken off but not a whole lot mm-hmm. so we kind of stuck to the main spots we knew but the weather was against us most of the time it was I don't know how but we managed to get there when there was like a storm as we got there and then there was a few days of okay-ish weather but it was all okay we have to fish the east side because the wind's coming this way now or uh-huh. so it was a lot of that so we couldn't fish the marks that we wanted to fish all the time mm-hmm. just because it was so weather dependent. But the days we got out, the fishing was great. Like the, mm. the days that we got to the marks that we wanted to fish were amazing. Like okay. I couldn't complain so about it. So nobody them. blanked. Mm, some days people blanked. <laughs> oh, some days. But yeah, you know, but no one, over, no, overall, geez, no, no one overall, blanked. No. Overall, we, you'd, we were, you you'd, have to be, you'd have to have nothing on the end of your rod to blank over there. Like uh, there's fish everywhere. There really geez. is fish. But it's so, like, uh, like today we had what four ray in total and mm-hmm. a flounder mm-hmm. uh, like you'd we'd count that like I'd count that an okay session for me it was a good session for Ian mm-hmm. but if you went over there and only got two fish mm-hmm. something's wrong <laughs> you've done something wrong right. like it literally is fish everywhere like and do you think it's because you know better management of the natural resources or you know is it, is it is it less shelter is it more sheltered from like a massive i have no like? idea like the thing about vega it's not as heavily fished in a commercial sense now there's a lot of halibut mm-hmm. commercial fishing mm-hmm. but i think if i'm right the norwegians don't target cod that often oh. they don't find cod as a table fish like if you gave someone like a, a lot of people in Vegas, if you gave them a cod they'd be like okay i'll give it to the dog i suppose really? they have no interest in whereas cold fish is what they love over there you're kidding yeah me. and cold co- fish yeah and people i guess like always like cold fish is yeah is yeah. cold fish is kind of dry and it's like kind it's of, the fish they but like you know, over there but you know what it's like i've done that experiment i had a, a pollock yeah and a cold fish like a freshly yeah, yeah, caught yeah. of the boat, freshly caught, and I caught two fillets, and I and I and I pan fry yeah. it, and I kind of tasted one, and I, and you know what, I could understand if someone said like I prefer cold fish over yeah. pollock, which you know I remember like the year ago or two years ago I was eating uh, like a like a cold fish, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's dry, it's this and that and so on, but when you, when you actually have like a fresh fish a well, fresh fish is just nice yeah, it's the I, only fish i eat <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, i like i can understand an argument yeah. for someone saying i prefer cold fish over pollock or or cod yeah because it wasn't bad it, yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it had like a more textured yeah flesh, yeah yeah, I, yeah guess. No. Well, I suppose well just going from a fishing side cold fish fight so much harder than pollock so yeah. maybe there's just that bit more muscle so it is a little bit yeah tougher yeah. or texture i suppose that's yeah, it. Yeah. but yeah over there like just vega because i haven't fished anywhere else in norway but vega there's so many islands and pinnacles underwater structures that i there's no way you could trawl it like there's just no way good it, it's good, good thing. but then there's long lines everywhere 
for halibut. So that's one. So halibut downside. fishing, that's halibut thing. is a huge thing over there. Yeah, yeah. They, they if you catch a, a halibut, do you have a place there so you can smoke it? Uh, I don't know. I think the combination we have, mm-hmm. you could rent a smoker. Oh, okay. Um, like you have all the fill-in rooms and everything, but I think you could rent mm-hmm. a smoker. But most of people like. The camp that we stayed in doesn't have a lot of Irish or English people in it. It's a lot of Germans, Austrians, and mm-hmm. Polish, I think, is a lot of... Oh. I think they're, they're the main people that go there. Mm-hmm. But what they'll do is they'll... Most of them drive over with, mm-hmm. like, a transit van full of freezers. Yeah. And they'll freeze everything down and then just bring it all home. So they won't, yeah. like, smoke or anything. It'll all be vacuum bags and frozen yeah. down and just perfectly packed and but that's man, their food but, for the but, year though but man i would i would smoke i would pre- i would prefer i don't know if i prefer but i probably would at least take as many smoked fish than frozen right i mean like that is just like if you can you know if you can it. why not yeah. now the smoker if i'm right i think i saw it down the back of the mm. the, the i bet you room. did I, I but it be... wasn't big it was maybe half a foot wide half mm-hmm. a foot deep by two foot high so yeah. it probably would have done for a dinner like as in it would you'd be yeah. all day stoking it so, and putting stuff oh, okay, in okay, gotcha, trying gotcha. to get because the amount of fish that people bring back mm-hmm. is crazy like chest freezers full of fish wow but um no we have and is there any limit or any license or anything like there that? is something i i i couldn't get into it properly because that's always less it doesn't sound good like oh there's a plenty of fish but there's also plenty <laughs> of people who are taking like a freezer yeah. is full of fish i think there is something to do with each town has a quota of fish they're allowed to get and the oh, camps okay. report back i think okay but we didn't keep a whole lot of fish because there was no mm-hmm. need like we'd take enough to feed ourselves that night mm-hmm. but there's no way we're going bringing yeah. it in a plane that may or may not actually arrive <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> but um because it's KLA. <laughs> never know with KLA. no but we had well, there was germans there that caught a 40 kg halibut Whoa. And they were like, yeah, just have a slab off it. They gave us a big chunk. It was two kg of a chunk. Wow. And there was, they fed 10 of us that night and more. And wow. it must be the nicest fish I've ever eaten. Wow. And I don't eat a whole lot of fish, but my God, fresh halibut is uh, amazing. Like, I can see why it's so expensive uh, in restaurants. It yes. was amazing. That's that's a that's an awesome thing that you're kind of having that and, and i suppose it's always you know with, with hunting and fishing that you have access actually to food that yeah. is kind of like a, premium, a delicacy almost like, delicacy yeah. super expensive top you know yeah, yeah, chefs yeah. in the world and you just <laughs> you just just catch it on yourself oh, yeah, like, i found this outside <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 amazing so let's go back to let's go back to fishing so you got your your wolf fish Oh uh, yes, I did. I was why so was it, happy. Why was it wolfish? Like because just because you got a halibut and that's I, the next kind of la, like yeah. Exotic literally, last thing. year was I want a halibut. All I want is a halibut. I don't care what else happens. I just want a halibut, and I got one. And I was like, okay, wolfish is the next one. And because yeah. <laughs> you're never going to catch a wolfish here ever, unless you go a mile off the coast or something. Like yeah. there is the odd one pulled up, but yeah. all I wanted was wolfish because they just look so cool. Yeah. They look ugly, but they're so interesting. Yeah. And I tried so hard to get one last year after I got the halibut, and it didn't work. And this year it was like, no, I'm getting one this so year. So you're are you targeting them in a specific way? Rough as possible. The like we knew from last year okay so the by selecting mark yeah mm-hmm. so we knew a lot of marks because there were sandy bottoms and we weren't going to get them so we wanted as rough a ground as we can get because wolfish live in 
think of them like a conger eel. That's yeah. the best way they're, they yeah. live in rough ground. Conger eel with a huge head. Yeah. <laughs> it's the teeth, them is insane. But yeah. the mark that we were fishing for the wolf fish, um, we knew people had got them there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tried our best there. And I don't know how I managed it, but we were, what, four days fishing and i was casting the same spot over and over i was like they have to be here it's rough i can't get the lead in sometimes mm-hmm. and it cast out the the one i the first one i got i cast it out and the lead just the current there just swung the lead and it got stuck i was like ah damn it I, you know i'll just leave it i don't mm-hmm. care and then i casted the other one out and the exact same thing they both just don't hit a wall or something underwater mm-hmm. i was like ah damn job i'm leaving them i don't care mm-hmm. let's see what happens yeah and it's actually on the video ian goes oh you have a fish i think it's when i just started the video ian's like you have a yeah. fish and i'm like oh another cod here we go mm-hmm. and i was reeling up and saying something feels a bit different and when i saw it on the water i was like oh my god <laughs> i was so happy and that was only a small wolf fish like that was only mm-hmm. i don't know for, I, I couldn't even give an estimate because I have no idea I have no perspective yeah on how exactly the because they're also like a, like an oddly build with a yeah, big head like, and then kind of like a a slimmer. giant goby is what it is but it's oh I just I was seeing it I was like, oh my god goby. it's real it's, that's a good one it's the <laughs> it's giant the goby best way of putting it and we got a, I got my few pictures like oh I'm so happy Norway is done I don't have to come back I'm so happy <laughs> you're done with Norway yeah, and literally as I put that one in the water Ian went your ad's going again I was like oh another cod <laughs> and I struck into it I was like this is slightly bigger than a cod and then this wolfish was maybe one and a half times the size of the one I just got I was like oh Jesus <laughs> I was so happy yeah but the one thing I never read as wolfish is they're so aware of what you're doing. So, if, like, if you get a cod or a cold fish, they just, like, they just do what fish do. They sit there, flap around. They don't mm-hmm. really. The wolf fish is watching your hands the entire time. And as you put it, your hands close, he starts rearing up and he's opening his mouth. And it's like putting your hands wow. on an angry dog. Like, that's the best way of putting wow. it. They just, they're watching you. The eyes following you. It was the weirdest fish really? I've ever had to deal with. Oh, like, man. they're really not happy you're touching them. Well, of <laughs> like, course. Like, as I said, a, a goby, if you put a goby in your hand, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll turn around and just bite you, just yeah. for the sake of biting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And this is exactly what they're like. You're trying to pick it up, and it's growling at you, and the teeth you don't want to get near, and it's ugly. And it's uh, big. Yeah, like it's those big, teeth, yeah. Like, if the goby bite you, the, you yeah, know it's like, gonna... ah, fucking bastard. But if that will bite you... <laughs> oh, you're losing a finger. Like, there's no... You're losing oh, a finger. Oh, yeah. Like, what, maybe you may not pull it off, but it's going to just crush it. Like, they're designed for eating urchins and crabs, so they're just going to crush everything. Wow. Like, one of the lads... After I got my one, the same day uh, one of the lads got his on a boat, mm-hmm. like, they, they were out just maybe maybe 100 200 meters out from us mm-hmm. and uh it locked on the their aluminium boats and it locked onto the aluminium and put a big dent in it <gasps> so like we were like oh thankfully we didn't get our hands on that Jesus, man. <laughs> but oh, i was so happy when i saw that mm-hmm. the, those wolf fish so how are you handling that fish if very very carefully but you're basically just trying to get under its gills but you can't put your hand in the gills either because they've like not teeth, but they've yeah, crushing yeah, they, pads they, in the, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the exactly. gills. So you're just trying to get under the gill and the pec fins. There's a little bit of grip there, and then you're just trying to support the middle of the body because the tail is, there's no, like, you're not going to support it from the tail, but right. just under the stomach, you can just about hold them. But they're so, they're, they're kind of solid, but then they go 
like slippery and uh, they're trying to bite you and you're like, oh, like Jesus. Eel, like. <laughs> yeah, like an eel, but a little bit more substance to them. And they know what the hell you're doing and they don't like it and they're trying to bite you at every situation. Like, it's just, it is the hardest fish I've ever had to pick up in my life. Right. And I just wanted that one And can one you use like a, like a grip, like a boga grip or something? Just to, just to grip it for the longer jaw? don't know i really don't know i'd imagine it would just crush it like it's it's just it's just a scary fish but it was so cool it's i wanted fish for a reason yeah exactly right? but i just wanted to take it off the bucket list and i was so happy i got oh, it i man, was congratulations. so congratulations that's that's awesome i'm done with them now i don't have to deal with them because they air like i can't emphasize enough they know what you're trying to do yeah. so when you put your hand down he's oh, and they're making noises and you're oh god here we go <laughs> i know that you know when you're when you're fishing in tropics and you have like a spanish mackerel yeah. or wahoo uh some of the skippers will not bring that fish life live living fish live fish into the boat yeah they gaff it they kill it on the side of the boat and then they bring it back to the is boat. that just for teeth or yes yeah because they're they're so you know flapping and they yeah, have yeah big yeah. massive teeth and they they can seriously Do damage because if, yeah because if they tear your your archery or oh, whatever yeah, yeah. and you're in the and boat in the middle of nowhere like in the yeah. africa right <laughs> not and, the best place yeah and happen. you have like a two-hour ride to the to the lodge yeah. And that's not even hospital, it's just a lodge. <laughs> yeah, right? and that's probably a four hour exactly. jeep and all. Oh, yeah, yeah, so so I remember I, I caught Spanish mackerel. I was so bound because I want I wanted, you know, like Release a nice photo. And like you don't get a nice photo if that fish gets hit yeah, by yeah. a head. Blood and, everywhere. Yeah, the blood everywhere, and you know, you see that the fish is kind yeah, of massacred yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but I said like we will not bring that fish alive. So you can understand into, their point oh, of view, yeah. Obviously. So that's that's what I'm thinking about the wolf fish. Yeah. This is kind of like a similar scenario I think, that you better off kill it can you but, eat it oh they're meant to be absolutely delicious right. like it's okay. when people hear you release them they're like why like wh- why, why would you do why? that why would you, why would you handle that <laughs> like, fish yeah, alive yeah. <laughs> that's probably the thing like a lot of the videos probably you see are not videos pictures and stuff they're probably dead because mm-hmm. like we were lucky we got that small one first because like okay we kind of figured figure it out, out yeah. where you, how to hold, hold and it, it didn't seem as daunting and then when we got the big one I was like oh thankfully we got it so i kind of know where to hold but yeah. he was just so much angrier <laughs> yeah. would you would you say say it's it's more difficult to handle than a stingray oh yeah jesus yeah, yeah. there's i would take any stingray any day of the week over a wolfish again because they are like the first one was easy it wasn't so i don't know if it wasn't stressed or whatever it was just easy but we could kind of figure okay i can hold it here and here yeah, avoid yeah. the face because it doesn't like and the second yeah. one was me second one just it wasn't having any of it at all <laughs> and it was what like as i said he was bigger he was just scarier looking but oh <laughs> so happy. but like a stingray is easy to deal mm. with like just put a towel over its bar and it's fine mm. it's basically redundant then at that point yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. even the stinger i had this year like was the biggest thing i've ever had mm-hmm. but as soon as i had something over the tail i was like okay i'm safe now <laughs> so right, it's such right, a it's just right. a different way of handling them yeah but what are the, were you the only one who caught the wolfish no i had two wolfish and then uh one lads who was with us who went out in the boat that day had a wolfish as well okay. but they were the only three all in the same area were caught mm-hmm. So oh, I was so good though, <laughs> really wow. so good. But like the everyone else got PB cod, PB coalfish, and I got PB mackerel as well, which was wow. oh the mackerel over there, are donkeys, like <laughs> they're huge. But the mackerel weren't 
feeding so much on like like over here they're feeding on sprat or sand eel mm-hmm. they weren't chasing spinners or feathers over there they were going along the surface like taking like algae or oh really yeah it was weird it was really oh. weird so we were only getting them really on really small sabikis oh but then you're using such a small sabiki and the line is so light it's just going dink dink oh. <laughs> because uh, they're big mean yeah, mackerel oh, oh best fight mackerel ever. like they're good like maybe two pound like they're really big mackerel oh, oh it was amazing <laughs> so cool yeah. there was so many of them like the day we went out in the boat it was you could hear like oh. everywhere like the whole place was just echoing with them on the surface like for all the world like trout taking flies off yeah. it was, oh it was so weird oh but yeah everyone because had could you catch them on the fly I could. bet you could. It was trying to get close to the shoal, though. Like, we tried drifting over on the boat at one point. As soon as you got, like, within 40 yards, mm-hmm. it would just disappear. Well, But, uh, yeah, the one thing I found weird is we came across one pod of, like, I think they were dolphins. They might have been pilot whales, but I think they were dolphins. But only one pod, but the place was alive with fish. So maybe there's so much fish that they didn't have to come in shore or yeah, whatever. But yeah, probably. Oh, it was, oh, it was class. What was the biggest call fish you caught? Not uh, you called, but yeah, you know, like that a group. was seen. Uh, I think Ian, it was Ian again. Ian, yeah, Ian, <laughs> Ian had the biggest coalfish, the biggest, biggest coalfish, and the biggest pollock. And then he had the biggest shore caught halibut of that trip, but that was because he was the only shore caught halibut. <laughs> Ian had an amazing trip. He had mm-hmm. coalfish was probably just eight nine pound. Pollock was probably twelve or thirteen. Whoa! And but last year we didn't catch a pollock at all. And this year we all had Pollock, so it was just really weird. And we went late, slightly later in the year as well, mm-hmm. so it was weird that we were getting them this year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone had. Did anyone try them on the lures? Yeah, oh, it was all on lures. It was all on lures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all oh, all man. the Pollock were on lures. So like, I love catching Pollock on lures. Oh, it's man. great. But up there, because I don't know if it's just that bit colder, they fight so much harder. Yeah, like they'll do their big run, but like here, I always find if you get Pollock, he'll do a big run. And then he'll... That's yeah, kind of they're kind it's, of like a done. Yeah, whereas over there they kind of did a few runs, but they never done. But then a coalfish, like I think in the video, um, Ian hooks into the coalfish. He's like, Halibut! Because it did a massive run. And right. they've just fight off it. Like, coalfish are so much better than Pollock. Like, yeah, they, they just are. keep fighting. They are, yes. And the big ones we were getting there was just so good. And even the small ones over there, just because mm-hmm. you're using them for bait as well, because they're everywhere, so... Obviously, natural bait is going to be the yeah. best. So you're catching small coalfish that are great fun for bigger coalfish that are even better fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of lure fishing over there for the coalies, a lot of lures for pollock and the odd mackerel. But cod on lure is great as well because you don't really have the opportunity yeah. to fish for cod here on lures. Yes. Whereas over there, you're using like big 60 gram jig heads mm-hmm. and just getting like five, six, seven pound cod nearly every just second to get, just to get deep yeah literally just to get down because you're fishing like no mark over there was over or was less than 30 meters deep yeah. like no matter and you were fishing you went, all from the rocks all rocks oh. we had one pier mark just behind the house but that went straight down mm-hmm. like 30 meters but uh, i mean like what about fishing like uh from the beach like there's one beach like, sir, <laughs> there's sir. one beach okay. on vega so <laughs> now it's a big beach it's like maybe three kilometers long mm-hmm. but it's so shallow there's no way you could like you could fish it at like extreme low or extreme high yeah but you'd probably just hold the rod and continue walking uh-huh. during the mid middle of the tide yeah but yeah, i yeah, gotcha there's no way you could fish 
there's yeah one big beach mark then there's another beach small it's maybe you probably fit two people on it mm-hmm. so we didn't but oh, okay, gotcha. it's kind of hard to fish a beach when you've got 30 meters of water just outside the beach on yeah. the rocks so. yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah, so much yeah, nicer fishing yeah, and you don't get that here either you don't get that extra bit of depth mm-hmm. so it's nice to fish them deep deep water marks right right so oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. any other highlights in the in the group Jeez, I'm trying to think. Uh, few lads had their biggest cod, mm-hmm. so kind of twelve. I yeah, think 12, and obviously by highlights, like everybody has a personal yeah, highlight, yeah, right? You, 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 you <laughs> catch the personal best pollock, you go like, oh, that's yeah. the highlight, right? Was like, oh, yeah, you catch another pollock. <laughs> like we were saying, like, I don't want to see another cod. Oh, again, literally, right? after you and, come back from it, you're like, oh, another cod. <laughs> I don't want to see another one of these again. Like the the best way to describe them is like dogfish over there. You're just ah. Oh, damn it like and you're reeling up a two pound cod from 125 meters deep you feel that every one every single winch you're just like oh god i know what's on the end of this uh-huh. and you just take it off throw it back you're like oh yeah i suppose i cast out and try get something else and then another two pound cod oh god i just <laughs> caught i just cast it out and you're up again and oh you'd be destroyed after it mm-hmm. um but yeah personal some of the highlights like the cod the lad or the lads getting their double figure cod was obviously a highlight um big coral fish was a highlight um we saw the northern lights which we didn't see last year oh which was that great. was a highlight oh yeah geez yeah oh it was a highlight just just to tick it off the bucket list almost um yeah we that, that was lucky actually that night i was we were staying up and see we had two houses so we were up in one of the lads houses <laughs> and i was walking home and i was just looking up and i was like what the hell is that because the time of year we it didn't were there, click in initially no, no like, but what the time this? of year we're there the northern lights aren't a color they're just gray Ah, oh. so I was like looking up. I was like, "Is that a cloud? That's a weird looking cloud." And I went, "Joe, I'm going to do. I'm going to get the camera and take a picture." Uh-huh. I took the picture, and as soon as I saw the green, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I started knocking on all the doors. I was like, "Lads, Northern Lights, you have to come out!" <laughs> that awesome. was that was really nice to see the Northern Lights, and then we saw the. It's not really fishing related, but like mm. elk over there, they're not yeah. like. What's the best way of putting them? They're like a small moose. Yeah. But it's, it's, seeing them was... Because we were told they were there, but we'd never seen them before. And it was they're, like great red deer. they're like red deer. No, no. Like, they have the moose antlers. Like, they've got the big, huge antlers. But they're like a, like a shovel-like antlers? Because uh, moose has like a big shovel. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, they look exactly like moose. So that's not elk. No, no, no. But they're called elk over there. Oh, that's yes, the, yes. That's true. Yes, you're yeah. right. Because, yes, some people call, or in some countries, el- moose is called elk. Yeah. But, like, elk, like in the States and Canada. They're like a big red deer. It's like a big word. red deer. Yeah, it's yeah. wapiti or vapiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's elk. And, but you're right. You're right. Uh, that some countries call yeah, moose but they, elk. But yeah. it wasn't, like, a moose. Like, I was expecting it to be huge. No, these weren't small. Like, but they were mm. they were bigger than any deer I'd ever seen. And you, when you're driving down the road, you're like, what in the yeah. name of God yeah, is that thing? One of, the, <laughs> one of the survivors from the uh, uh, place, the same. One of the... Buffalo and moose are uh, pleased to send megafauna oh, right. that didn't went extinct. That's cool. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Seeing golden eagles is always pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, golden eagles taking down rabbits. Uh, <laughs> trying to, we were trying to hand feed them at one point. Mm-hmm. We were on the boats and we were just trying to throw mackerel up to them. Uh-huh. But as soon as the seagull saw mackerel, there was no way this golden eagle was getting. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, seeing golden eagles, um, the moose. There's loads of sea deer. I think there's sea deer over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only small deer. I, yeah. I, I assume there's. I should know that. I should know that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Maybe they're raw deer. I don't know. Oh no, raw. That's what they are. Yeah, raw deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loads of them. Jeez. Like the one night we spent late fishing, like we were driving back maybe one or two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I've never been so scared driving in my life because there's deer everywhere. They're just jumping out in front of the car. Yeah. The road is a hundred kilometer an hour road, and you're doing twenty because there's deer everywhere. My 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 buddy, he went. uh to hungary yeah hungary is known for that as well and they were like a band of three on the motorbikes yeah oh jeez <laughs> and he said like the moment the most scary moment was when they saw where they drive you know they're riding on the bikes yeah. and they see you know ice yeah uh, in the, the dark shine, kind, yeah. kind of shining in the in the ditches and it's like oh Uh-oh. right so what they've done they just took behind a big big lorry yeah so so hungry and, and this is like yeah well uh even i was uh if you're up the west coast here like in connemara i've oh, had yeah. a few very close oh, calls oh exactly and and uh, you know i was uh this uh early early autumn we were in scotland yeah in in the highlands and it's the same story we, we coming we coming back similar. at night and it's like you know my girlfriend was driving and was like uh, saying well look you is if there's a one there's more <laughs> it's just you never know, one. You, better, you better slow down because and sure enough you know we yeah. start we start driving slow and we start looking at and, and you'd like everywhere yeah so. yeah you can see yeah i've had a few close calls coming back from a few marks in connemara up mm-hmm. clifton direction mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you round the bend and there's like six or seven red deer like, oh jesus <laughs> and they're not small either like. yeah yeah oh yeah and even 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 sick at the even the road oh yeah you know, if you hit one of them you'll know <laughs> well exactly and you know I saw a f- uh, 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 photos of a, of a deer. You know, when it comes through the windscreen. Oh, it's that's crazy! It's yeah, devastation. So, well, well, it's it's you know the the picture was like a deer on the back of the car. Right, so it went through the windscreen, windscreen. and it stopped at the back of the car. <laughs> and the comment was like, you know, I don't know who was driving this car, but there's one or two dead people. Jesus. Yeah, because it, you it, know, there's no way you're avoiding that. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you 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 essentially you do, you're doing eighty an hour, yeah. and you're hitting a deer yeah. with your face <laughs> eighty an hour. Yeah, it's probably not the best situation to be. No, in. no, it's it's you know it's it's it's. it's it's you're dead yeah. essentially but sure isn't that the like the debate do you speed up or brake when you hit certain deer or something to hope they go over the car or well, that's, the, hit the front of the yeah, car you know whether it's quartering away or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you better not hit him anyway because you're you know the worst comes to worst yeah. your, 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 your body work will, yeah. will cost you to exactly. fix <laughs> alright alright let's let's go back a little bit further back to yeah, the fishing keep going off topic sorry yeah, about yeah, that yeah. oh it's good it's good to uh, okay so how did that end the, like what was the conclusion of the whole trip it see the thing is everyone everyone got their best fish they could possibly get up there besides mm-hmm. everyone getting a halibut everyone getting a wolffish everyone got a big cod and big cold fish that was the main thing the plenty of fish but 
it could have been better, I think. Like, we seem to have gotten a lot less kind of six, seven pound cod, mm-hmm. but more double figure cod this year than we did last year. Oh, okay. So there was a, a few days where pe- people did blank, which we didn't have last year at all. We never blanked on a session. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was more like... But they were doing something wrong, you would say. I, it's hard to say. Like, you, you literally don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I think I blanked on one day mm-hmm. and the same mark were the following day then I had loads of fish mm-hmm. it was just i don't know it was, it was like a fishing movie yeah literally it was it was weird um yeah there was a few blank days which we didn't have last year but again the weather was really against us like as i was saying to you today we had, or a while ago we had plus 30s and then maybe 12s 11s like it mm. there was such a temperature change which may have affected the fishing a little bit um and then big winds, like the two or three days where it was flat cam and 25, 30 degrees was the mm-hmm. best fishing we had. But yeah. it was because we could actually fish the marks we wanted to fish. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of stuck to a few marks for a lot of it, uh, for a lot of when the bad weather was in. Yeah. Um, but the boat fishing I found way worse this year than it was last year. Oh. Uh, I had a small redfish, uh, which I didn't get last year, but I got no cod. They had a few small coal fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one halibut in the boat, which is probably about 12, 13 pound, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice. It was Alan got that. It was We were drifting over a little small patch, and me and Ian were actually in a different boat, and all we heard was, halibut! <laughs> and fucking full tilt over to see how big it was, but mm-hmm. it was a lovely little kind of 12, 13 pound halibut and fed us, yeah. and it was really nice. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we only had one halibut from the boat, one from the shore, uh, Ian's from the shore I'm delighted Ian got one because he was trying so hard to get one he was trying everything Yeah. and he eventually got one and he was delighted with it and we landed it and screaming and shouting at each other <laughs> like I got a little bit of it on video uh, I think I got the start of it on video and that's it because it mm-hmm. was just like oh my god we actually got one <laughs> very good yeah and that's all Ian wanted over there so mm-hmm. like the same day we got halibut and wolfish uh, big coalfish, big pollock, all from the one little rock we were on. Wow! So it was just that day was amazing. That day made wow. up, even if we caught nothing for the you could entire go, trip. You could go there just for it. that one that day, literally. and it would be okay. Yeah, it was amazing, and the weather was amazing that day. It was just mm-hmm. that was a perfect day, right. and the rest of it was decent fishing, but mm-hmm. nothing to really write home about. Like it yeah. was good, but yeah. It 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 could have been better. Yeah. But for again, for the lads that came along for the first time, it was the best fishing they'd ever seen. <laughs> and that's 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 the main thing. It's right? a big perspective thing. Like if we had any of the bad days we had there, besides mm-hmm. the blanking days, if you had that here, it would have been the best days fishing. Mm. But because we knew the potential of the oh, island yes. and where that's the marks, your, we were like, your ah, expectations yeah. were going high. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were just like, ah oh, damn, and like, oh, what did you have today? I oh, had six, seven pound cod. Oh, mm-hmm. that's crap. Like, whereas here it's like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would think I would post it all over Instagram. <laughs> I was like, ah, look at that cod. Exactly. Oh man. No, but it was it was really good. Uh, again, the lads that came over for the first time this year are already planning another trip this to mm-hmm. go next year yeah 
uh, but they're going to go further north to Bodo, their big targets next year, Halibut. Like, when they saw the Halibut, when one of the lads saw, got his Halibut run at the start, mm-hmm. he's hooked. Like, that was it. Like, it's like, every fish is dead to me. I just want a Halibut now. <laughs> but he got, like, the best you could ask for from the shore. He got a huge run, and it just kept going. Nothing he could do. Mm-hmm. But just unfortunately, the mark we were fishing, we knew it was possible, but it was a very slim chance. But he was like, yeah. Uh, next year I'm, I'm going to Bodo that's where they get all the halibut I have to get a halibut now <laughs> yeah, sure. but a lot of lads are going to follow him up there as well but they, they're hooked now they, they oh, have okay. to they, okay. they're going to do a lot so they, more so, so the, the folks who, were, who weren't with you last year they're going to go next year yeah they're going to uh, go next year again so that, what's what's for you what's uh, for you and Ian what's for Irish angling adventures abroad it's, a, it's next, tough now at next. the moment see I'm in the middle of a masters which doesn't help um, but we're thinking of doing a skate trip, shore skate trip to Scotland next year. Oh. That's our that's a big thing, and maybe I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing a Bristol Channel mm-hmm. because they're just a nice weekend trip for all the world. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not packing for two weeks holidays to go to Norway. Yeah. Like I could go over for four days. But I, you know, I was thinking about Scotland. I definitely after a visit today in, it, this year in Scotland. Yeah, I would like to come back uh do some salmon fishing yeah um where where uh you know we were we were talking with with uh my colleague and uh, uh field sport journalist and the guest on this on the podcast as well matt cross he he we were kind of talking about um fishing for salmon yeah so i might do this and, and obviously potentially stalking deer in highlands yeah yeah, yeah. that would be something so That sounds good. We might, cool, we might, yeah. we might think about it that and kind of do like a, you know, outdoors trip yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of <laughs> taste what? all the types of uh, outdoor sports. Oh yeah, can... but it's it's just the Scotland one is interesting because it's one of the main places you can target skate reliably from the shore. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's such a minute like chance of getting one. Now yeah. there's so many people try it and don't succeed but yeah. just getting up there I'd be like okay at least well, now I know Ian the tactics will get one. <laughs> Ian yeah Ian will definitely get one that's the problem <laughs> I don't want to have to drive him over to Scotland yeah, so yeah. he gets another one <laughs> no but that's definitely on the case maybe he will year. let you take a photo with him <laughs> I can land it for him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no but that one's definitely on the cards we think would mm-hmm. really really interesting what did you remember what's in what's the what's the mark what's the name of the town or village in Scotland oh jeez I, no, I have no idea what the name I, I, I could point out into a map no problem oh, okay. but the name of the year I don't know oh that's fine um, but that's definitely on the cards yeah. it, like there's myself and Ian and Garod you'll see in some of the photos mm-hmm. I have a few photos and Alan we're all kind of time with the idea of going up there next year just because there's not a whole lot of places that you could try for a skate from the shore mm-hmm. in Ireland mm-hmm. but just the fact that they get them reg- like there's always photos of the same mark yeah. always going up in Scotland mm-hmm. but it's just trying to organize it now and getting gear that's the big thing because mm-hmm. your normal beach gear isn't going to do a skate <laughs> yes. you're going to need heavier rods like most rods I have anyway will do it it's just real capacity then is because yeah. the, the mark over there is I think it's 150 meters deep 
at the yeah. shallowest yeah like straight down from where you you're almost fishing. you almost for this sort of a shore fishing for like a heavy fish if you're sharking from the you almost need a uh real like a boat fishing yeah, reel that, like but a that's, big, big game boat fishing but, reel but oh, then yeah. you you won't cast it so you no. need to they see the if you look at some of the reels i actually should have showed you they're boat reels converted for casting oh so they're like like a dive assaultist is a I have the HSH version. It's for high speed jigging. Like that's what's designed for yeah, on the boat. But if you put a mag in it, it's castable. Mm-hmm. It's a way. It's overkill for everything you need here. Like mm-hmm. it is, but it's just you have that extra capacity. Mm-hmm. It can cast, but anything bigger than that, like that's a thirty size. If you mm-hmm. got a forty, and probably mm-hmm. just yeah. you'd never cast it. Like there's yeah. too much line. Oh, just get a kayak. Yeah, that's so. That's why we're thinking of Scotland because we can throw the kayak on the roof of my jeep, and we can just all drive over, dump all the gear in the back of the jeep, and and we have everything. Whereas yeah. if we were flying anywhere, we'd yes. have to rent stuff, and it'd be so yeah. much like it'll cost more to drive, but we could fish so many more marks because we'll have a kayak. Oh yeah, like that's oh, a yeah. big. Thing. Oh no, I think that in Scotland we done we 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 also we drove we drove yeah. with the with a car. Yeah, in a car to Scotland, you know the ferry is not too bad. Yeah, yeah, especially and, if you have a few people in the car yeah, as well, it cuts yeah. down the price of and, the ferry. And you know, you you get a like a ferry at night is the cheapest ferry you can get, right? Because not many people, yeah, wanna, wanna, yeah. <laughs> you know, load the ferry at you know eleven p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and be there at you know two a.m. Yeah. or something like that. But that was great because we kind of uh, left left the same day we finished work ah, and okay. we jumped straight to, into the car and drove to the yeah. to the ferry and so the first day of holidays we literally You're were there. already there yeah, and you weren't relying on klm to get your gear <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly well you were relying on standalone yeah, to yeah. kind of get you over there so but it was it was okay you can get the stena burger <laughs> you know on the on the deck so oh. it wasn't it, it wasn't bad so that's a good idea yeah i wouldn't mind as well i was always kind of playing with the idea of the cork to santander ferries open so mm-hmm. i'm like oh if i just drove down to santander and did some fishing from spain for a few days would be great but yeah that's expensive <laughs> yeah but even doing an isle of man trip for loads of taupe or something or mm-hmm. even the channel islands or something would be just mm-hmm. so cool just to do different species yeah but no skate is definitely yeah. that's the next big one that's the, okay, and that's it's a, close that's like that's a, next the big one it's not too difficult to get there awesome <laughs> james uh listen thanks thanks for doing this podcast thanks and for thanks for the, for the for the session and uh, it seems like uh we're gonna uh, see and hear you again in Tommy's Outdoors hopefully, hopefully. and uh, so folks uh, subscribe to Irish Angling Adventures on Twitter Instagram Twitter, Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube yeah all social media all <laughs> it's, social it's media alright so and while you add it subscribe to Tommy's Outdoors if you haven't already obviously James thank you very much thanks for having me again
You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.